we are in a series here together uh, with one mission. And usually when I have the privilege of bringing a message, typically it's within a sermon series that Andy has carefully and prayerfully put together. And, and I have the opportunity to bring a message within that. For this morning, as, as Andy was putting together this last series that he'll be teaching through, he said, well, this week I'm still in Florida. And why don't you just pray about what God might lay on your heart to bring to the church? You know, what message might, might God, uh, you know, pray about that, think about that and bring what's on your heart. Just make sure it's good. <laughs> he didn't say that last part, uh, but, you know, I, as I've thought and prayed over this, um, a couple things have come to mind. And, and one is I've, I've had this a couple questions asked by a number of people uh, over the last several months. And sometimes I think if, if several people are asking me directly, I wonder how many others are thinking about it. And those two questions, one has been, uh, so why didn't you pursue this role of senior pastor? And then after that, uh, more recently, it's, well, now that we've hired Micah and he's coming in, are your eyes on the horizon? Right. Are you looking at what's next beyond this? And my short answer to that has been, as I've sought God, I, I don't feel called to that role. And I do feel called to the role that I'm in right now as our executive pastor. And maybe that's good enough, but I want to give you a little broader, maybe expound on that just a touch. And that's as I've spent time looking for God's guidance, for asking for his plan and and for him to speak in uh, to to what he would have for me. I feel like I'm exactly where I should be. And I don't say that lightly. I've sought God's guidance in times that have been good and times that have been difficult. You know, we've been through seasons uh, where staff morale was low. Behind the scenes, you may or may not have been aware of that, but uh, you know, it wasn't all bad, but, but morale was low. And I did have my eyes out and wondering if God was going to take me somewhere else. But that's in the past. And I can say today that my commitment to serving our church, my commitment to loving our community and being a part of it, my commitment to trusting God and what's ahead has never been stronger than it is today. Uh, I, I've been in full time ministry for about 15 years now. And I can say, honestly, I don't know that I've ever been as optimistic and as excited looking ahead at a ministry season ahead than I am today. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm sure it'll take twists and turns that are unexpected. But I am I'm so excited about what I see God doing within our church, the stories that he's writing here. And so I'm all in and excited to be here with you. But I thought this morning, this idea of seeking God's guidance, I thought, what does that look like? You know, what does that look like for me? What does it look like for us? Uh, and so I want to dig into that this morning. You know, how do, what does it look like to seek God's guidance in the finer points of our life? And as, as I dig into this, I want to mention one resource to you. It's a book called Step by Step, uh, D- Divine Guidance for Ordinary Christians. And this is a book that I found very helpful. I'm going to steal a bunch of content from him this morning. So credit where credit's due. Um, but one of the stories he shares is when we seek God's guidance, a lot of times we think about this as if we're students in a library. Right? We think about it that we're, we're sitting down in a quiet, controlled environment, surrounded with tomes of knowledge, pondering the deeper questions of life in a quiet, serene place. He says he feels a lot more like it's actually we're more like pilots trying to land a commercial jet. Right. That there are changing weather conditions around us. We've got to take note of our position, our altitude and our speed and air traffic around us. 
that there's all these different dynamics and the decisions that we make don't just affect ourselves, but they affect other people around us. And a bad decision could be disastrous. And the thought that communication with a control tower might not be possible or might not be predictable or might not be clear. Well, that's more than a little unsettling. It's actually the stuff of horror films. Right? There's something at stake in the decisions we make. So how do we get guidance from God in the things that we do throughout our lives? This morning, I want to dive into two verses in Proverbs. Uh, these may be familiar, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs is wisdom literature. Uh, it's, it's, and I think when we're talking about getting God's guidance, this is a good place for us to turn because really we're asking God for wisdom in how to live life. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Four phrases. Let's just dig into this. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. I remember sitting a few years back around a dinner table. It's a family dinner table conversation and uh, just lighthearted post dinner uh, banter. And I remember a gal at the table lobs this question at me. That I never saw coming. Uh, this is not a question I expected to get in this group of people, of family. Um, and this, this gal says, so I go to church, but what does it mean to be a Christian? It caught me off guard. Uh, maybe it shouldn't have, but it caught me off guard in the moment. And I said, well, I think it means to believe in Jesus' life and death and resurrection. And to believe in those not just in a mental way, but in kind of an all-in faith kind of way. to trust Christ. And I said, I think it means to to choose to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength as much as we can. I looked back at her and wondered how she would respond. And she goes, well, that's too hard. She goes, I'm not doing that. I just go to church. I thought, you know, a lot of times we want the benefits of a relationship with God, but we don't want all that goes along with that because it is hard at times. Right, with trust in the Lord with all your heart. There's an all-in kind of faith. I think sometimes we want God's guidance. Or maybe we'll take a little bit of uh, provision and protection as well. But we're not sure we want all that goes along with that. I, I like leather seats on my car. Right? I, I, I really enjoy those. The problem with leather seats is that if you want leather seats, a lot of times you need lots of other bells and whistles. Right? It's a package deal. I think it's the same thing. If we want God's guidance, it's a package deal that comes with an all-in trust in him. It's a byproduct of our relationship with him. And so this morning, and Matt set this up really well earlier during our worship time, a good question for us to ask this morning, if we're seeking God's guidance in something, is, am I totally surrendered before God? Is everything surrendered before him? I've got a list of things up here. Your job, this is just a few of some examples, your spouse. Children, money, desire for safety and security, or hobbies, or sports, or friends. These are things that we tend to kind of get a grip on. We tend to hold tightly to some of these things, some more than others. And I think the question this morning is, are, you, are these things surrendered before God in your life? And if they are, that's awesome. If not, maybe this morning is a time for you to begin to just to release these things to God. To ask for his, his presence and his work through them. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Proverbs 12. 
says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. You know, we might ask, if I don't lean on my own understanding, what should I lean on? And I suggest three things this morning that we can lean on outside of ourselves. One of those is uh, scripture. It's the Bible. That's the easy answer here. But Second Timothy says, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, the Bible gives us some of God's clearest direction, some of his clearest instruction into his will and his ways and how we're to live. You know, the funny part is we have some weird ways of using the Bible. Uh, I have a friend in Virginia. He was uh, and I don't know, still don't know why exactly, but he was pining over this decision of whether or not to buy a rotting lawnmower from Sears. I mean, really wrestling, really struggling with this. Sears was running this big sale over this weekend, and, and he's trying to figure out, should I, should I do this or not? And, and it got to the point where it just, he's in desperation. The hours of the sale are going down, and he finally picks up his Bible, and he goes, all right, Lord. I need your direction. Should I do this or not? And he does one of these and flips open the Bible. You know where it lands. Book of Exodus. Take a look. I have placed wisdom within every skilled craftsman in order to make all that I've commanded you. God wants me to have this lawnmower. He went straight to the store and bought it. Uh, I don't think that's what God meant when he wrote this. But, you know, we have a weird way of taking the Bible and applying it in strange ways. But here's the thing. I'm convinced that as we spend time in the Bible... God has a way of using that in our lives in in sometimes subjective ways. You know, sometimes weird ways that might not make sense to other people, but but I think God will use that. That's why we encourage people to be in small group Bible studies. Right? We encourage you to seek out mentors in your life that'll help you to get into the Bible and understand that. Because I'm I'm convinced the more time you spend there, uh, the more you don't lean on your own understanding, but on the understanding that comes from God. Do not lean on your own understanding. Lean on scripture. Lean on information beyond yourself. You know, for any decision that we make, there's usually tons more information than we can possibly handle. (laughs) And let me, I'm not going to belabor this point because I think it's fairly obvious, but I think if, I just suggest if we skip this step of just seeking out information surrounding a decision, if we skip this, we'll be prone to hasty and careless decisions. If we don't dwell here too long, we might be prone to a paralysis of analysis, right? Where we just research and research and research and think and ponder so long that we never actually make a decision on anything. But don't lean on your own understanding. Lean on scripture. Lean on information around. And lean on counsel from others. There's another verse out of Proverbs. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. You know, part of our vision as a church is to be a place uh, full of loving relationships, right? A place where no one walks alone. And if we're doing that well, I think we have people in our lives that, that have fresh eyes and perspective on the things we're walking through, who can speak in a good question at times, who can give a, a word of counsel or advice. I remember, uh, I'll brag on Jeff here. This is a, Jeff Geyer has been sort of a mentor for me over life. He's one of our elders. I remember there was a season of life that I was just feeling kind of dry and worn out, like I was too busy. And Jeff told me to do something that I, I never would have in a million years thought to do. He goes, I want you to schedule additional time 
with your family. And so I want you to schedule a series of hours with your son, a series of hours with your daughter, a series of hours with your wife individually. And after you do that, I want you to come back and tell me what impact it's had. And it's funny, it was more hours in my schedule, but it it filled my soul. I never would have thought to do that otherwise. God has a way of using wise counsel in our lives. Don't lean on your own understanding. Let others speak into your life as well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In everything you do, take note of him. When you sit down, when you rise up, when you lay down, take note of God and what he's given you, what he's provided, what he's taught you. Know him. As you seek God in the unknown, don't forget what he has made known. I say that again. As you seek God in the unknown, don't forget what he has made known. Well, what has he made known? Let's, I'm going to ask for a little bit of uh, interaction here. A second. We might think of it this way. There's a circle of things that God says no to. Right? Things that God has prohibited. I'll turn this around a little bit so you can see it. So God has said, no, don't, don't do this. What are some of the things that God has said not to do? <laughs> so he's given us instruction on sexuality and marriage. What, what are some other things? That's great. I wasn't expecting that to be the first one, but. <laughs> what are some other things? Murder. He's stealing. Yeah, coveting, lying, cheating, hypocrisy. There, there's a number of things that God has said. You know, don't do these. These are not in line with how I've made you to live. Right. And if you live in these ways, you know, you're going to be missing out on part of how I've designed you to be and to live. So. So, no, we might draw another circle around here and let's call this the yes circle. So there are some things that God has not prohibited. On the other hand, he's actually commanded us to do. What are some of those things? Trust him. Love your neighbor. Good. What else? Be fruitful and multiply. Make disciples of all the nations. In marriage, have sex. You know, it's there. It's in the Bible. You know, not my words. (laughs) Yeah. So there there are things that God has said no to and and is prohibited and says, don't do these things. There's another circle of things that God has said yes and commanded us to do and and to engage with. There's another circle of things I'd put around here. And let's call this the hmm (laughs) circle. You know, there's the things that God, you know, that God hasn't addressed. What cereal box should I buy in the aisle this week? Uh, What type of car should I have? What specific person should I marry? Uh, Should I be a Mac or a PC person? Some of you think that's in the Bible. But there's this whole sphere of things that God has not made clear. It's, it's, it's challenging for us, so we need discernment to figure out what to do here. Now, let me share a parable with you that I think has been helpful for me to, in understanding this. And this, this might be oversimplifying the situation, but at the risk of that, there are certain things. Uh, let's say that you are let's say that you are uh, going to house sit for a wealthy couple that lives in an extravagant kind of place. Uh, they're going on a safari, an African safari and will be out of touch. But but they have offered for you to house sit for them and you've graciously accepted. You even offered to do some landscaping for them uh, around their home. 
And they have said, absolutely, we'd love for you to do some landscaping around our house. So on the, the appointed day, you show up to their home in a beautiful location. And, and to your horror, they're not there. They've already left. They left you a thank you note saying thanks for, in advance for the projects you're going to do around the home. We really appreciate it. You enjoy the place. But you realize you've never actually discussed the specific projects they want you to do. Hmm. So you have some options here. Option one, you're going to go in and you're going to take a seat and grab your phone and just going to wait. Because certainly they wouldn't ask you to do something here and not tell you specifically what they wanted you to do. So you're going to wait until they call you with specific instructions about exactly what projects they want you to do. And until that point, you're going to relax and enjoy this place. Option two, maybe you start looking around and exploring. And let's say you, you walk into their garage and you find some, some materials, find some tools and some fertilizer. Maybe you find some pictures that to, took from garden centers or flower shops or an arboretum. And, and you find some notes that they've taken on the side. And you start to piece together what might be some sort of a plan that they had in mind. And so tentatively, with some fear and trembling... You decide to go to work and just hope you don't blow it too badly. Just hope you don't mess this plan up too badly that they had here. Uh, But you're going to try to do something and hope it doesn't go too poorly. I'll give you a third scenario. Let's say you go through and and you, you find some of these materials, but what you realize is that they haven't left a specific plan. So they've commissioned you to do some work in part because they know you. They know who you are. They know what kind of worker that you are. They, they left some clues and some ideas, but at the end of the day, really anything that you do is going to be awesome. Again, this might be a bold suggestion, but I'd say if we are seeking God's guidance, if we're not doing the things that he has said not to do, And if to the best of our abilities, we are doing the things that he has said to do, understanding we can't do all those at once, but we use some discernment and knowing when or how to go about those. But if we're not doing the things he said not to do, and we are doing the things he has said to do, maybe we have a lot more freedom as sons and daughters of the king than sometimes we think about. We talked last week about when we're in Christ, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Well, as sons and daughters of the king, maybe he's given us a lot more freedom in life than we tend to think. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. It's a good thing for us to remember here this morning that God is sovereign. But I think one of the most difficult things about a scenario like this, about talking about God's guidance is a lot of times God's guidance is a lot more clear in hindsight than it is looking forward. Right? I remember even in the senior pastor search, while we're in a great spot right now, I remember sitting with Steve Super, it's somewhere in April or March, or we were in the middle of the search process and we're walking away from a lunch and he just looks at me and says, well, it's not a straight line. <laughs> I mean, we were just facing decisions and things. We weren't sure where this was going at that point. And yet here we stand at the end, we can look back And we can see God's hand throughout. But what do we do when we're walking through a bit of a fog? 
when his, when his hand is less clear, his presence is less clear to us. I like something uh, Chuck Swindoll writes in his book, The Mystery of God's Will. He writes this, Often I read of how clearly and calmly the Lord takes his people from here to there, with little struggle and almost no doubt. It's quick, simple, and easy. Or so I'm told. But that has not been my experience, and because I rarely find it modeled in the scriptures or in people's lives today, it seems appropriate that the mysterious or vague, maybe even disturbing side of obedience be acknowledged. There's no harm in not being able to explain why or in admitting that followers of Christ are frequently at a loss to find human logic in the path he designs for us to walk. You know, there are times where it is extraordinarily difficult, I think, as we seek God's guidance and we're not sure where that is leading. But I bring out Hebrews 11:6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so if, as you're walking through the fog, my encouragement to you this morning is continue to place your faith in God. Right, look for his guidance and leadership. This is, these are moments to persevere through, right, to allow your faith to grow. You know, people sometimes expect pastors to have all the answers to, to scenarios like these, and i got a secret to let you in on. We're often as in the dark as you are as far as what God is doing and where he is guiding in certain situations. But I want to say, share something that Andy shared. And this is something I heard. He said it wasn't his, but I haven't been able to find the quote anywhere else, so I'm going to say it's from him. But this was in an extraordinarily difficult season uh, that he was walking through with some people. And, and he, shared, he said this. He said, I think part of the secret of life is learning to move from the agony of the questions we can't answer into the joy of the ones that we can And this is, a, this is our challenge, that even if we uh, aren't quite sure where the road's leading, we have a decision to make that we can trust God with all of our heart. That we can decide not to lean on our own understanding, that we can acknowledge him in all our ways and trust him to make our path straight. We might not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And I'll leave you with this line from Corey Ten Boom. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. This morning we're going to sing one more song as we wrap up our service. And this is an opportunity for us to respond to God, to express our heart, to follow him and to, to, to follow as he leads. Uh, but let me just say this. If you walked in today, if you're looking for guidance from God in your own life, uh, this is the moment where we'd love to pray for you. We'll have some folks on the sides or I'll be up front. Whether it's during this song or after the service, uh, if you're looking for guidance, in some area of your life, any area, we'd love to pray with you and to invite God into that uh, this morning. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you. Thank you for the instruction you give us in, in Proverbs. And Lord, this morning, I just ask that uh, as we take these things to heart, as we mull them over and ponder them, uh, make clear in our own hearts and lives where we should apply these. Maybe it's a clear thing. Maybe it's less clear today, but Lord, help us to trust you with all our hearts. Help us to not lean on our own understanding, to not be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. 
Help us to acknowledge you and look for you in all of our ways. Help us to, to in the midst of, of seeking you in the unknown, help us to remember what you have made known. And Lord, we ask this morning that you would make straight our paths. It's our prayer this morning by faith. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.